right now on the Ringer Gambling Feed and all throughout the entire month of August, the East Coast Bias Boys are getting you ready to bet the NFL this season. We're going through each and every single division and revealing our favorite futures, predicting division winners, and even giving you some award winners. Do we think the Kansas City Chiefs will repeat or will they be dethroned? Tune in now to find out on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. It's New York, New York, presented by FanDuel. Take a shot at betting the NBA with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Parlay Hub, filter by odds, sport, and bet type to easily find the most popular parlays and same-game parlays all on one page. Plus, start betting on the Explore page and the Pulse and bet live same-game parlays for every NBA game. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 100 Gambler or visit rg-help.com. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions all apply. See website for details. Let's roll, baby. Welcome in. It is a very special Sunday edition of New York, New York with yours truly, J.J. John Zustremski, alive in one piece from Newport, Rhode Island, after officially... Tying the knot at the Swan Club in Roslyn, New York, with the lovely now Caitlin Sanchez Dostremsky. That is a beautiful, beautiful thing to say. And ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we did it. We did it. And I know that I have been doing a lot of belly aching on this podcast about wedding chores and wedding duties and wedding responsibilities and to do lists and all of the stuff that has been immersed in my life for the better part of the last eight months, but really the last four to five months specifically. I have to say, it was worth it. It was worth it. You know, people say, was it the best day of your life? Well, it was pretty damn close. It was pretty damn close. Our band, we had Man Down. And if you know anything about Man Down, they're Staten Island guys, so I know them. They went to school with me. They're a couple of years older than me. But the people at our wedding who saw this band for the first time, and they're not, they're not your prototypical like wedding band where that's all they do. Like they play real gigs. They're playing Janks down the Jersey Shore. They're playing in LBI. They're playing out in the Rockaways. Like they're a, they're a real band. You know, like they're a band, 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 band. They delivered the performance for an ages. I mean, I mean, it was it, from get low, to come and get your love, to doing Grease, they were they were off the charts. The dancing, the food, the pictures, although I took way too many. 
I mean, that's one thing. You get married, you got to tell your photographer enough is enough. And there were a couple of times, listen, I, I consider myself to be a very pleasant and a very nice person for the most part. But there were a couple instances where I looked at our photographer and I gave him the, that's enough. That's enough. That's enough. Because I wanted to enjoy my cocktail hour. I wanted to go and mingle with the hundreds of people. And that's that's the other thing that I kind of took away from this wedding. Obviously, the love that everybody had for Caitlin and myself. But when you're at a wedding that is your own, and for those of you who will get married at some point, you'll experience this. For those of you who have already gotten married, you have experienced this. The factions of people from different parts of your life and the different kind of cliques and groups and everything that comes with it. And for me, it's even crazier because of the life I've had. Growing up in Staten Island, going to Syracuse, working at FAN, working now with the Ringer, still working at SNY. Her family's Greek. It's monstrous. So, like, you have so many different factions of people that you you know all. Maybe I knew, what would I say, 275 or 280 of the 290 people who were at my wedding? Seriously. At least in some capacity. But having them all together in one room is pretty wild. And if you saw little wagers, no, I'm just kidding, Fandle didn't have any props on uh, what was going to go down at the JJK wedding day. Although my father, got to give him a lot of credit, proudly working in a little Fandle reference into his welcome speech. I know the sponsor is probably thrilled about that. We should have had some marketing. We should have had that recorded. Send it to our friends over at FanDuel Sportsbook. But if you wagered on whether or not your boy would shed a couple of tears, the over cashed in a big way. Not as much at the reception, but the first look, popped a few tears. And then at the altar, and listen, Greek church, amazing, fantastic. Parking was a disaster, but what are you going to do? That's Queens for you in a nutshell. When you're at the altar, you're standing all by yourself. And I'm literally all by myself. And there were a ton of people at the church. You know how it is with the church where, like, listen, full disclosure, I have a wedding next Friday. There's a good chance I'm not going to church. It depends. Sometimes I go. Sometimes I don't. Depends on my schedule. Bah, bah, bah. I'm like, all right. Ceremonies in Long Island. Churches in Queens. Some people are going to say, all right, I'll see you cocktail hour. Totally fine. I come into church and I'm like, holy shit, there are a lot of people here. And then as you're waiting for your bridal party to come in, as you're waiting for your bride-to-be to come in, that that got me pretty good. Because just looking around the room, you're kind of taking it all in. Pretty epic night. Uh, I needed a recovery day. Saturday literally was the, the brunch, which, by the way, we went to some brunch place. Usually the brunch after the wedding is like a total waste of time where I'm like, all right, get me the hell out of here. You know how many times, and this includes close friends and family. I'll be the first to admit that. I'm partying. I'm at a wedding. The day after rolls around, get me the hell out. This brunch was so damn good. Like the food was impeccable. Got in the car after the impeccable food. Drove to Rhode Island. We had lobster. We had ice cream. 
and we passed out watching Titanic at 12.30 and slept for 10 hours. I needed it. Taylor was a little bit more adventurous, though. I'm not going to lie. We did it all. Tennis in the morning. Nice breakfast. And I listen to this. Parasailing. That's right. Something I never in a million years thought I would do. Like, if you would have told me this weekend, you'll go parasailing, I would have given you a thousand and one odds. Literally, we went up to the stand. Kate's talking to the nice girl. She's like, do you want to do this? And I'm like, all right, fine. I'll do it. I'll do it. And I'm like, oh, I can't be this bad. You're not going to go up that high. We go up a thousand feet in the air. Thousand feet. Insanity. You see, Kate, if you look at my Instagram, JJ Bonds 19, by the way, shameless plug. Her hands are up in the air. She's going nuts. Me, I'm holding on to this, like, parachute. Like, my life depends on it. Oh, by the way, if it falls, hold on, ain't going to do you much good, JJ. Just saying. Just saying. Uh, But it was pretty exhilarating. And I guess the best part is now I can really enjoy myself because I did something adventurous. Married life, I guess, will do that to you. I went for my four-mile run. Very therapeutic. Have a few cocktails and then a 7.30 tea time at Newport National. That, ladies and gentlemen, is how you start off married life. I had to get off them, all that off my chest. I had to give you a little recap of the wedding. It had to be done. And honestly, what I just said here in the last seven minutes and change probably doesn't do it justice, but beyond happy, beyond thrilled, actually exceeded my expectations and then some from our band to our food. Uh, you had Joe Beningo and Stu Finer breaking it down on the dance floor. Uh, just an incredible job by everybody involved. So to all you came, I love it. Now, a couple of things as we move closer and closer to the start of football season. And did how many people ask me at the wedding? Well, when's the honeymoon? I was like, well, it's going to be after football season. You think I'm missing week one of the NFL? Come on! What do you think this is? You think I'm going to be on an African safari looking at elephants and lions when... Aaron Rodgers and Josh Allen are playing in week one. But Daniel Jones and the Dallas Cowboys are playing on Sunday night. Or Tua and Justin Herbert going battle at 4 o'clock. I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, Got a chance to watch Rodgers do his thing over the two drives. Look, the amount of people that were outraged and bothered by the notion of Aaron Rodgers playing a game in the preseason. It was so look at me, look at me. And and, and I know you want to tell me, oh, Jet Giant, bad preseason history. Aaron Rodgers wanted to play. If the quarterback who's won four MVPs, the quarterback who is going to go to the Hall of Fame tells a coaching staff that won, what, three or four games in year one and seven games in year two, I'm playing a series or two. What, what are you going to tell him? No. He calls the shots on that. And oh, by the way, look around the league. There are plenty of quarterbacks that have at least gotten at least one or two series of preseason football. Great. Aaron Rodgers knows how to protect himself. He's going up against the giant backups. They'd get a little chippy. I'm sure we're going to see that Tuesday on Hard Knocks. But he ended up closing it out with a beautiful pass to Garrett Wilson and a touchdown drive. And now it's pretty simple. 
We'll see Aaron Rodgers for real when it counts. September the 11th, Monday Night Football, when the Jets are taking on the Buffalo Bills. Can't wait. It's the most highly anticipated season of Jet football that we've had now in 13 years. Since 2010. You want to tell me 2011 was highly anticipated after back-to-back title games? Yeah, you could you could sell me on that. So 2011. 2010, 2011, give or take. The Jets would better be a playoff team. We'll see how this offensive line with Brown and Becton is going to hold up over the course of 17 weeks. I, I think the defense with all of the depth they have on a defensive line, with Gardner and Reed in the back, secondary is going to be just electric. I think the Jets will have minimum a top 10 defense. They easily could have a top five defense. They have that sort of personnel. Can Aaron Rodgers perform the way he did two years ago? If the answer to that question is Jets, Jets are going to win a lot of games. As far as the Giants, look, they didn't take this last game against the Jets as seriously as maybe Solid Company did by having Rodgers out there. That's fine. Daniel Jones played in the preseason. He had a great drive. Surgical. A week ago against the Carolina Panthers. They earned that right. The Giants, weird spot. Normally, they're a team that I'd circle and say, regression, regression, regression. You think I'm doing that with the improved talent on this offense? You think I'm doing that with this head coach who knows a thing or two about how to win football games? He showed you that in year one. Now, some Giant fans are going to be, I think, a little outrageous in what their prediction is for this team. Before I'm saying that they can go and be a team that's winning multiple playoff uh, games and has a chance to go to the Super Bowl, can I see the Giants beat the Eagles or the Cowboys? They'll have that opportunity right out of the gate. Week one is right in front of them. Dallas, boom. Go and beat the Cowboys. Go win 11 or so games. Then we're in that predicament. But I do think we'll be sitting here and the Giants will be playing meaningful games yet again in December. And I think they have the sort of trajectory that should point them as a playoff team. The Giants are in the right conference. Yes, the schedule is tougher. But there's a lot more of a pathway to get in in the NFC and you're going to see this with the Jets. Whereas the Jets, to get in, it's tougher. There are going to be some good, good, high-quality teams on the outside looking in. Like, we're going to be sitting here in December saying, holy smokes, this team is out of the playoffs in the AFC. That team is out of the playoffs. It's going to happen. Be ready for that. And final thought here, before we get to some calls. Listen, the Yankees season is over. It's done with. We all, we all understand that. Uh, the irony of this weekend is, I'm living, living on Friday night when I get back after the after party. I'm checking fantasy scores. I mean, I'm like, not that anybody cares about my fantasy team. I know you don't, but I'm in like a tight race. Me and the great Tommy Keenan have a team. There's like six teams, seven teams for four spots over the final two weeks. And I'm going against Judge and Lemayu, who are just eviscerating me. Lemayu hasn't hit all year. And he's hit home runs. He's got like five home runs this week. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. And the Yankees went on Friday, and then they proceed to lose Saturday and yuck up a lead Sunday. See, that's the sort of game Sunday that if the Yankees go and lose that game and it matters, you're sick. Rodon falls apart. The bullpen implodes. You lose two or three in a house of horrors that is Tropicana Field. But 
the beautiful thing about where we're at from a Yankee standpoint, it's sad, but it's reality. These games are window dressing. These games feel like spring training games. That's what happens when you are, and I wanted to make sure I had this right before I pulled it up, 1, 12, and 3 in the 16 series that have been played since the beginning of July. The Yankees are 1, 12, and 3. Think about that. What are you watching for the final couple of weeks of the year? Honestly, it's when is Aaron Judge getting shut down? Can Anthony Volpe continue to build and continue to grow and at least give you something from a foundational standpoint you feel good about? It? He has been much better over the last month. And if you take out that shoot trade stretch from May into middle of June, listen, Volpe is going to end up close to 2020. Volpe has not been a problem for the Yankees. There are many other guys in this lineup that have been. There are many issues, problems, you name it, across the board. Rotation underperforming, bullpen being overrated now. Bullpen is, you're seeing the true colors of the Yankee bullpen now, too little, too late, you know? People are saying this is the best bullpen in sport. Let's, let's, let's calm down with that a little, okay? Calm down. So, stunning. The Yankees go, they lose two out of three. Um, when we come back, calls. And what's going to be a fun little prop bet before we get to calls. Yankees, Mets. Who finishes with a better record? The fact that that is debatable. Yankees are 62 and 68. The Mets are 60 and 71. It's, it's there for the take. Can you imagine that after the Mets sell off Verlander, Scherzer, and the Yankees bottom out the way they have bottomed out? Insane. Who's bound to happen? Listen, Wedding year, a lot of good things happening for the Jastrzemskis. So, you know, that normally evens out with the Yankees going probably and having their first losing season since 1992. I just hope it leads to change. All right, some calls. Uh, you guys should be fun. That's coming up. Get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 We'll get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. So, was asked by one of Kate's relatives, Super Bowl future bet. You know who I told him is a good value play? The Baltimore Ravens. Super Bowl winning coach, top-notch defense. You bet on Lamar Jackson to stay on the field. I understand that, but they're a juicy value. They're a juicy play. Something to think about. Now's the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use and you can be on everything from spreads to player props and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash NYNY and kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Must be 21 plus at present select states. First online, real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued. It's not withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. NFL Sunday ticket offer ends 9-18-23. No refunds. Terms and embargoes apply. $100 off NFL Sunday ticket, not YouTube TV. YouTube TV base plan required to watch YouTube TV. Redemption requires a Google account and current form of payment. Commercial use excluded. 
All right, calls, 917-382-1151. Um, we will have a pod on Thursday. Very much looking forward to it. Um, we're going to do a football preview pod the Sunday of Labor Day weekend. Sunday of Labor Day weekend, I'll have the over-unders, the totals, all that good stuff. Maybe even have a surprise because I, I might be a special place Sunday, Labor Day weekend. There's a certain compound we might be at. So maybe we'll have a little chat with a certain someone right before the start of the football season. So uh, stay tuned for that. And then Thursday, we kick it off. Week one, all the heavy hitters. The heavy hitters. Bingo. Or Katz, who was at the wedding, breaking it down, raving about the lobster. How could he not be? All right, let's hear some calls. Let's go. Hey, what's going on, JJ? It's uh, Pete in Westchester here, man. I just wanted to call in. Calling a little earlier here. I'm not sure what time you're going to be hosting this bad boy. Um, understand you're up in, uh, I think you said last pod, you're up in Newport, Rhode Island uh, with, the, with the new wife. So I just wanted to, you know, get on here and just wish you all the best, you and your, you, you and your new wife. Hope you guys have a great life together. Wedding looked amazing from Instagram, man. It looked like the party of the century. Hope you guys had a great time. And if you're anything like I was back in July of 2021 when I got married, man, you're on cloud nine for that first week plus. So I hope you're enjoying it and hope you're enjoying Newport. Uh, beautiful place. I went to Providence College. Uh, so Rhode Island is near and dear to my heart. Uh, great place to spend some time. So I hope you guys do enjoy it and all the best to you both. Um, but I just wanted to call and make a quick uh, point about the Jets. Um, you know, obviously uh, I'm a Giants fan, but um, I just wanted to kind of get a temperature check from JJ on Bob Sala, Robert Sala. I think you've been pretty vocal about how this is a playoff or bust season, which I, I totally agree with. I think there's no ifs or buts. The Jets are not in the playoffs, Bob. His time has run out here in New York. But what I wanted to get your, your pulse on was just, you know, if this is a team that doesn't come storming out of the gates, like I think everyone expects, and this is a three and four, you know, two and five type football team, as unlikely as that might seem right now, it is, of course, within the realm of possibility. I don't know if as a Jets fan, if you can have any faith in Bob and getting this back on track. I really don't know. I think that this guy showed you last year he's very capable or he's he's incapable of keeping the locker room together when the adversity strikes. This was a guy who let his defense wear Mike White t-shirts and he basically let Zach Wilson get thrown under the bus and, and let him get trampled by his defense. So I'm not sure how as a Jets fan you can have any confidence in, in Bob going forward, you know, if this team that's, you know, not coming out of the gate strong. But just wanted your take there. Um, again, enjoy your time. Congrats all the best. And uh, talk to you later. Bye-bye. Anthony, I appreciate the kind words and sentiments. Look, you think about coaches in the NFL under the most pressure, under the most scrutiny, you can easily put Robert Sala number one on that list. Easily. It's now time to win. His first year, there were no expectations. You were coming out of the mess that was Adam Gase. The second year, you made a step in the right direction. You won seven games. The team was in the playoff race going into December. The quarterback situation torpedoed the team. Now, that cannot be the excuse. You have Aaron Rodgers. It's the NFL. You don't get wiggle room when you don't win. Somebody said it. I forget who came up with it, but it's a great acronym. The NFL, it's not for long. You don't win, you're out. If we're talking about the Jets, it's an 8-9 football team out of the postseason. They will have a new head coach. It's as simple as that. I think if they go 9-8 and eight and they miss the playoffs, they will have a new coach. 
That might be unfair where you say it's a playoffs or bust mandate, but it, it, it is. It's a playoffs or bust mandate. Third year, time to go. Time to win. I think the Jets are A-OK if they're 3-3 and after the first six games because their schedule gets a lot more favorable as you move forward and progress into late October, into November, into December. So if they can weather the storm and find their way to like 3-3, three and because three, remember, those first couple of games, Buffalo, at Dallas, Kansas City, Philadelphia, New England's the most favorable, and they never beat New England. Still Belichick. They weather that storm, I think they're A-OK. I do. Because I think Rodgers will get more comfortable. I, I think the defense will continue to drive and they'll be A-OK. So, I'm all right with three and three. Now, if you're, you're two and five, you want six, that's a different story. Who's next? Hey, Charlie. Uh, JJ, Charlie, uh, Elmhurst calling in. Uh, hey, just to let you know, uh, congrats, congratulations. Uh, wish you had a blast at your wed. Uh, you know, just wish you best going forward and moving forward with your nut life and of course on this platform and SMY and everything so uh, I'm not going to talk about the Yankees who get it I mean uh, can't wait for football but I actually want to talk about the Knicks if I may now uh, we haven't talked about the Knicks since the uh, you know the loss of the Heat in six games in the second round but overall I enjoyed that Knicks season the past season the playoff run with Brunson uh, I actually actually uh, amend you that uh, commence rec- that you put on number one in your top 15 list. Great, great job. <laughs> no problem. Uh, but in terms of overall expectation for the Knicks going through the season, uh, I know this, I mean, add with DiVincenzo at shooting, but lose size with uh, topping traded. Uh, with now, we stuck with Julius Randle. Of course, at that moment, we want it gone, but like, I think it is what it is. It's Julius Randle. He's going to put up numbers in the regular season. But come postseason time, he can be a train wreck. He can be a train wreck. Uh, but in terms of this team is, uh, next season, ceiling, uh, this team, of course, not championship caliber team because this team's all a superstar. That doesn't have a superstar. And I think if this team end up going, uh, further as they did in the last previous season, I think you should be good then. I think I'll be fine with me as a Knicks fan. But I'd like to see another uh, good playoff run as last year. I don't know if they go to the second round. That'd be great. But ultimately, this thing is a superstar. And I saw the report that Giannis, uh, and if, if, Buck, if the Bucks doesn't contend for a championship, he's not going to, ex- uh, what is that, sign an extension there. So there, there it is. They could, that could be that one disgruntled superstar. So we all Knicks fans are waiting for that superstar. So, but anyway, uh, uh, congratulations. Uh, you know, Best wishes at all. And I want to ask you one thing. Did you, at the wet dance floor or whatever, and music, play any Taylor Swift song? That's what I want to ask. All right. All right, man. See ya. Look. Grab. Charlie, appreciate it. Um, you know, that's a great question. I know before we walked into our venue on our party bus, and I vividly remember this, Taylor Swift's love story was playing. So the fact that they put that on, the whole bus was singing. I thought that was kind of cool. As far as the playlist for my for my band, Man Down had Corp Blanche to do whatever the hell they wanted. We gave them a couple of, hey, 
let's not do this, but not really. Like, we wanted danceable songs. They said, we are not doing non-danceable songs to the wedding. They're the pros. They, they know what they're doing. So I kind of trusted them, and I've seen them a bunch, so I kind of knew what I was getting. Um, outside of the band, if you haven't seen my dance moves with Kate for the first dance, which was incredible. The band did, and I love her by the Beatles. Fabulous song. Band nailed it. Then I did Lovely Devil with my mom. We had a nice little choreographed dance there as well. A little more nutty, but Paul for the course with my mother. Lovely. No pun intended. And then our DJ. So we had a band and the DJ in between when they would take breaks would come on and let it rip. I needed and should be dancing by the Bee Gees. And I got ultra vocal. I did. You know, maybe it was the Brooklyn Summers. Maybe it was the Konas. I don't know. But did I get down and dirty on the dance floor? You can best believe I got down and dirty. All right, Steph. Let's take one more. JJ, Mr. K from Petrini. Just got home from the wedding. Wanted to do a debrief. Off the hook. Cocktail hour and a half. Very unique. Hour and a half cocktail hour. Three best men, three brides, three maids of honor. One of the best weddings I've ever went to. It was tremendous. But I have to call you out on the band and the music. Man Down was unbelievable. Only, I don't know how. You're supposed to be a Yankee fan. They played Timmy Trumpet, shipping up to Boston and Sweet Caroline. And I didn't get one enter Sandman or New New York, New York. Didn't stand for the night, but it does call your Yankees fandom into, into question. Congratulations to you and Kate. Had a great time. All the best, man. Love you. Bye. Wow, the great Timmy Kelty checking in, who is my former 7th and 8th grade history teacher. So, you know that certain teacher has a special place in your heart and your life when he finds his way to the wedding. So, we had a couple of old Petridis teachers. Tim Kelty and the great Phil Gagliano were there. So, it was great having those guys in the mix. Um, couple of things. I gave the band Corp Lunch. I have no problem with Sweet Caroline. I'll tell you why. My sister is named Caroline. So that's that's her moment. That's her jam. Needs to happen. Shipping up to Boston. And I'm going to tweet out this video from the band because Stu put it up. I can't even take credit. Stu put it up during a wedding. You had people going nuts on the dance floor. Like, I'm going nuts. People were jigging, vibing, dancing, etc. Had to be put. Now, our DJ, who was fabulous. I could have done without the Timmy Trumpets. Full disclosure. Sweet Caroline had to be played. Shipping up the Boston was great. I could have done without Timmy Trumpets. There you go. I, I, I could have done without it. And maybe New York, New York should have been playing as the wedding reception ended. Maybe I should have, su- I, I could have suggested that. I dropped the ball. I dropped the ball. Two things before we hit Kelly in Vegas. And I wanted to mention this because it happened before the wedding and kind of slipped my mind. Otani's injury is so fascinating now. Thinking about what his value is going to be this winter. Now, Otani, as a pitcher, not as valuable. Second UCL. How in the world does he recover? Will he ever be the same as a pitcher? We have no idea. Otani seems like he's waiting to get this surgery. So if he's waiting to get this surgery, okay, if he's going to get it in the offseason, he's going to make his run at, at, at 60 home runs. Great. 
But what does that mean as far as pitching one? And the idea of, you know, what's what's next for him? And does this put him more in play for the Yankees and the Mets or less in play for the Yankees and the Mets? He might want to go one or two years. I argue because of the fact he's hurt again and because of the fact that he's going to want to go through the rehab process and probably feels good about what happened the last time because he was better than ever, I wonder if that enhances the chances that he stays with the Angels. That's my thought. I don't think he has an interest in the East Coast, but if the market is not as insane as it was going to be, maybe that changes things. Gut feel, I think Shohei Otani remains with the Anaheim Angels. And I still think he'll get paid. I don't think he'll get paid as much, but I do think he'll get paid. That's a tough break for Shohei Otani. Wanted to touch on that, number one. Number two, I am so fired up for the start of the football season. And I think you guys could tell because our baseball team stink. We're still a little, little far away from the start of the NBA season where Nick's going to have some expectations. Jalen Brunson's got a lot to live up to, Mr. New York, number one on the top 15 list. And I do not regret my thought process and decision-making in the least. Justified. Deserved. Now you got to go and ball out. And Charlie alluded to a few minutes ago. Those rumors for that next star with Embiid in Philadelphia, with Giannis in Milwaukee, bugle up. They're only going to intensify more and more in the days and the weeks ahead. Coming up, Kelly Vegas, one of my favorites. She's got videos now on Instagram, Wager Talk. She does the show with the great John Murray over at the Westgate. Kelly Vegas, who I've been following for a long, long time, loved doing the uh, the back and forth with her on some totals, some futures, all that good stuff for the 2023 NFL season. That's coming your way next. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, I'm fired up for this one because we're getting ready for the start of the NFL season, getting ready for college football, which, believe it or not, starts in a couple of days. And I have not chatted with the legendary Kelly in Vegas in a while. She's killing it, as always. Uh, I watch, Kelly, every divisional team preview that you're doing on Instagram. So uh, welcome to New York, New York. I hope you're doing well. You survived Vegas. I give you credit for that. You're already roaring, you know? I would hardly call this surviving, okay? I'm trying to figure out how I lived here for 15 years. Uh, Yeah, I think the last time we saw each other, FanDuel suite at MSG. Does that sound right? That might be accurate, or maybe it was... No, I know what it was. It was after that. It was your Kansas State Wildcats were at the Garden. And our mutual friend, the great Ariel Epstein, had a little get-together in Hoboken, New Jersey. That is the last time I saw you. There we go. I knew that there was some uh, moment of, uh, well, clarity, if you will, because it seems like every time I get together with Ariel, uh, my life just is progressively worse. I can understand that. Listen, Ariel can bring out some of the demons in you. Very sweet girl, but then she'll bring out that dark side and get you after it, and away you go. So I like the sound of that, Kelly. Um, we're fired up here. Listen, our baseball team stink. 
The Yankees are atrocious. The Mets are atrocious. We're getting ready for the start of the football season. And you have been doing these divisional breakdowns. You can find them on Instagram. I've not seen the New York Jet one yet. So I don't know if that's coming out in the next few days. So maybe it's a little bit of a spoiler alert. But we have the Jets, Aaron Rodgers, the Jets who won seven games a year ago, hard knocks, a lot of talent on defense, very tough schedule. Knowing you the way I know you, I think I have a feeling what direction you're leaning in when it comes to the over-under at nine and a half. Just a guess, Kelly. I'm going to say you're going under for the Jets. So I always love to play against what I call overreaction. So when uh, the Broncos did not take Aaron Rodgers last year, I thought I'd get ahead of the market. I thought, oh, you know, let's see what happens here. Then the Jets get Aaron and everybody goes completely bonkers. I put out a tweet. When was this? Mid-April or so saying, I can't wait to bet this season win total under. And everybody's like, well, put your money where your mouth is. I said, you guys, we've still got, you know, four months. Let's pump the brakes. I'm a big Aaron Rodgers fan. Loved him in Green Bay. Uh, and, and, you know, I even retweeted a video from Hard Knocks where he uh, uh, called a, a former coach a not very nice name. And I said, I don't get why people don't like Aaron. Uh, I'm hearing great things from the Jets organization. It sounds like everybody in the front office loves him. His teammates love him. But you have to realize here, all the talent in the world Sometimes it still takes teams time to mesh, right? And I'm hearing, hey, like they're looking for Aaron for the next three, four years. You're listening to Aaron's pot, uh, uh, press conferences where he's saying, hey, I want to play here for a couple of years and then hand the uh, reins back over to Wilson, which is a whole argument within itself. And listen, Aaron's got a ton of weapons. And we can one we could argue that maybe the Patriots won't be as good this year. And uh, now they get to play the Bills. Well, you know, here's Josh Allen and this team. They just keep making the playoffs and not making a splash. But I do like this Jets under. I think it's going to take this team some time. And unfortunately, Aaron's a lot like me. We don't like to lose. And uh, when we start to lose, you start to look at those around you. And sometimes he can be a notorious finger pointer. A couple of his old linemen let him get sacked a few too many times and his attitude shifts rather quickly. This is a Jets team that plays a pretty tough schedule, in fact, and not real tough, right in the middle of the pack, if you will, but tough enough where I, I would see this team potentially start to struggle. And when they do, I think the wheels could start to come off. Okay, Kelly, I'm looking at the division odds right now as we speak. Buffalo's won it each of the last three years. They're a favor. They're a plus 120. Jets at 250. You like their under. Miami, my team, made the playoffs last year. How many games are you getting out of Tua? That's the million-dollar questionnaire. They're at plus 290. And then you have the Patriots in this weird spot where they're plus 800 to win the division. So I give you those four, Kelly. You had to put a bet down on somebody to win the AFC East. Who would it be? So I actually think there might be some value in Miami. My my question here is, how are they going to persevere with having this really tough schedule, right? We know the Patriots have one of the toughest. The Bills have a tough schedule. The Jets also have a tough schedule. I'm sure it's going to be the Bills, but I'm not a chalk-eating weasel, so I'm going to go with your Dolphins here. I do really like this team. I will say, however, one of the things I thought that benefited the Dolphins was not having to play in Buffalo, you know, in December well, guess what? What benefits the Bills is not having to play Miami in September, right? We all know what a just humid, hot, muggy mess that opposing sideline is. It's just never a fun place to be. I think this is going to be one of the toughest divisions. And I do have the Pats under with a good friend of mine. I, I wouldn't bet it at a book, 
uh, with the juice, but he gave me even money. I took them under seven and a half wins with him. And that's just because we've been doing that for years. Bill Belichick, though, you still got to give it to him. I think this is going to be a real, real tough division. And I do think that we will see the Jets struggle. We will see the Patriots struggle. I think it's going to be a two-horse uh, two race with your Dolphins and the Bills. Okay, and that's a good point with the schedules. It's like they wanted to appease both teams. You know, it's like, all right, Buffalo, you don't got to deal with Florida in steamy, hot September. And Miami, guess what? You don't got to freeze your ass off in December or January uh, like they did last year. Even though they played well in that game and they, they covered did. that Saturday night game, uh, they don't have to deal with snowballs and icicles and all that <laughs> crap up in Western New York. I know a thing or two about that's that. The best. I love those types of rivalries. These teams hate each other. And uh, Buffalo is still on my bucket list, uh, but it will not be on my bucket list in late December. I can tell you that much. Yeah, it's a hard pass. Uh, hard pass for me. Okay, Kelly, let's get to the NFC East. You have the Giants. They overachieved last year. Brian Dable, to me, was the coach of the year with the job he did with that team. They win a playoff game against the fraudulent Minnesota Vikings, and then they play in the second round against the Eagles, and it wasn't a fair fight. The game was over in the first five minutes, and the Eagles ended up winning by a gazillion points. I think the Giants are better. They're going at Darren Waller in the offseason. They had a good draft. They have a little bit more firepower around Daniel Jones, and they're in the right conference. The NFC clearly not as good as the AFC, but schedule is tough. On paper, Philadelphia and Dallas are better teams. And normally, Kelly, I'd look at the Giants and say, that's an automatic under. Where I'd look at their, like, year they had a year ago, overachieving, first-year coach, the whole deal, and I'd say, they're an under. But I think Brian Dable's really good. I think the NFC is not so good. So if they could survive the first couple weeks, I think there's opportunity for them to go and get to nine wins. I don't know if they're going to win 10, 11 games, but it's a, it's a tough challenge in short trying to find seven playoff teams in the NFC. Where do you stand on the giant win total right now? Because I can make the case either way. I'm leaning in the direction of over, but I'll see the floor to you. JJ, of course you can make a case either way. This team's either going to win six games or 11. They have 10 games within a field goal, right? So whether they're either a field goal underdog or a one-point underdog or a one-point favorite, field goal favorite, that's kind of crazy, right? And then you talk about Brian Dable. He's done such an excellent job. I'm excited to see what he's going to do with his second year. And this Giants team has been a great road underdog. And those are those types of teams, those two, three, four-point road underdogs that you just bet the money line. Uh, I, I got a couple of the spots circled to bet them. And then I've got a couple spots where I think maybe we should be betting against them. But Sunday night, Football, week one versus the Cowboys is an automatic for me. And then week 16, Monday night football, the Eagles. This team's schedule is not really difficult when you just look at their schedule as a whole. But we know what is the problem here with Danny Dimes. It's his offensive line. And they play some tough defenses this year. And they also have three Monday night football games. That's just kind of a weird scheduling spot. We're going to see how, uh, you know, how this team faces. But I, I think... You're absolutely right. This is a really hard read. I'm just going to go week by week finding spots to bet this team because I cannot, for the life of me, take over seven and a half wins, and I definitely don't want to take under. Okay, let's get to a total that you do want to play. Uh, favorite over, favorite under. I'm sure you have a bunch, but 
There's got to be a baby yours, Kelly, one way or another. So give me the over and give me the under you like the most. Oh, so I would go back to the Jets under. Honestly, that is one that I've been talking not, about. Not going to win a lot of favorites around the New York area, Kelly. I thought you liked New York coming here, schmoozing and whatnot. You get out there, everybody's Listen, skin. I, I like have, it. I have, a, I have a great time. But because we already broke that down, I'm going to give you guys another under. Um, and it's the Chicago Bears. I'm not so sure what's going on with the Chicago Bears hype. I don't understand it. Their fan base is going bonkers. And I get it. It's because their arch nemesis, Aaron Rodgers, is now with the Jets. Uh, Seven and a half wins, I think, is going to be really tough. I mean, we know this organization has had a lot of issues, right? Whether it's coaching, whether it's this course, uh, you know, carousel of quarterbacks. Like last year, you know, there was three, last couple of years, they've had so many. Uh, I'm not sold on Justin Fields. I'm going to be really honest with you. I, I just think that he is mediocre at best. And I, I'm going to stick by that until I see otherwise. So I, uh, I'm i going to take their under seven and a half wins. And another one, we'll, we'll actually stick with the, uh, the NFC North here. And I'm going to say that I know that Minnesota is due for some regression, but I am not sold on the Detroit Lions. I'm just not. Uh, the fact that they are favored to win this, this division for the first time since 1993 is absolutely mind-boggling. Now, what we heard in the offseason about Minnesota, well, they had 11 one-score games and they won every single one of them. That is a huge anomaly, right? They do play the Chiefs, the Eagles, the Bengals, and the Niners. I'm not sure the Niners are going to be quite as good and I expect some regression from the Eagles as well. And of course, it's never fun betting against the Chiefs or Bengals offenses. But what I do really think here is that you could really take you know, you got to lay a little juice, but I don't think the NFC North is as competitive as everybody's talking about. I really think it's going to be a two-horse two race here between the Lions and the Vikings. I think plus 285 to win the division has some serious value there. And I also like their over eight and a half wins. You know, isn't it weird with Minnesota, Kelly? Because last year they were like the most fortunate team in the NFL. But it has almost gotten to a point now where it's too trendy and too in vogue and too popular to fade the Vikings, you know, like nobody wants to get back in on the action because they're like, eh, they, they can't do this again, can they? And then from that standpoint, there is a little bit of value. Well, let's for, not forget, they still have the guy that every fantasy team wants to draft, and that is Justin Jefferson. I know Dalvin Cook is now with the Jets. I'm a big Kirk Cousins fan. I have been since he was at Michigan State. He plays well as an underdog. He plays well in those non-primetime situations, and that's what I think we're going to see again from this team. All right, we're looking into the crystal ball. We love to have a little fun with these. Listen, it's a lottery ticket. You're all the dice. A lot can happen. But it's fun having in August and Labor Day weekend. when You're hanging at a barbecue. You go to a wedding or whatever. Yeah, I'm throwing a couple bucks down on this team to win the Super Bowl. If there's one that you like, that Kelly in Vegas is saying, mm, I like this team to maybe uh, go win the Super Bowl where there's value. Like Kansas City, that's no fun. Like, we get it. It's Patrick Mahomes. Why bother? Give me a team that's not like in that top three that you say, okay, good value to win the Super Bowl. I agree with you. You're locking up your money for, what are we talking, nine plus months almost. Why would you want to do that unless you were going to actually, you know, get a nice sizable return? And also there becomes a hedge opportunity of, of sorts, depending on how big of an underdog they're going to be. And so I like to map out teams as far as their scheduling goes. And I promise this one was not for Ariel Epstein, uh, but I do like the Ravens open 20 to one. They've been bet down 18 to one pretty much at most sports books and, and we see a couple cheaper prices around listen Lamar got paid if he's not eating McDonald's and Chick-fil-A every day and he's actually buying in to uh staying healthy 
and playing for this team. We know he has one of the best coaches in the league. Uh, I'm a big Harbaugh fan, not just in the preseason because they cover all those games, or excuse me, win. Just now they're not going to cover anymore because of uh, uh, the bookmakers have caught up with it. But things matter. And, you know, I do think Lamar getting what he wanted and negotiating for it shows that he's going to buy in on this Ravens team. He's now got Zay Flowers. He's got Odell Beckham Jr. All of a sudden now, is this going to be the best wide receiver duo that he's had? I think so. Now the NFC, NF, uh, excuse me, the AFC North is going to be really tough. I think Pittsburgh is always going to play this team tough. We know that the Browns should take a step forward. I do think the Bengals will most likely win this division. Of course, there are the odds on favor, but I think at 20 to 1, 18 to 1, throwing a flyer on a team like the Ravens, see if they can't get to the second, third round of the playoffs, get them as a, as a nice underdog through some of those spots. You you might find some value with them. Juicy, especially with the way that defense played final two months of the year with Roquan Smith. And they should have won that game outright on the road against the Bengals with a very shaky quarterback situation. So you keep Lamar on the field, Kelly. I'm intrigued. I agree. But also, let's not forget Huntley. When Ariel and I went to the Ravens-Broncos game, Huntley looks an awful lot like Lamar, right? Well, he can play, he's like a poor man's Lamar in many ways. He really you know, is. for a week or two, not for an extended period, but for a week or two, he could play. Exactly. And there's going to be times in the year where Lamar's not 100%, and maybe they have to go to Huntley, but that's something I'm comfortable with, knowing that he knows the system and that they have a similar style of play, that he is just a plug-and-play backup quarterback. So even if Lamar you know, does tweak something, maybe he is out for a, a Sunday game that maybe is not worth pushing him for, I think, it, I think it's worth a look. Final one. Biggest piece of advice to everybody. Week one, there were lines out. There have been lines out for months, which is crazy. Um, but as everybody's getting ready to bet week one of the NFL, Kelly, it's like one of my favorite things to do. Uh, I'll be at the Circus Stadium swim for that Thursday night Lion Chief game, which I'm all fired up about because I got to sign up for the contest post-wedding. But for everybody out there itching for week one, biggest piece of advice you give them? Well, first of all, my biggest piece of advice is always to practice good bankroll management. You guys, we're playing for six months. Pick a couple of games. You don't need to bet the primetime games. The NFL is the hardest sport to beat, and that's because the bookmakers know that they're going to get the most action here. Remember, they have to take your bets. You don't have to place them. So I'm going to say that piece of advice. Week one, I like to dip my toe in the water. I'm going to probably have two or three two or three plays where I feel like they're off market. Maybe some teams are getting a little too much love in the marketplace, not enough love. But remember, it is a long season. And I think that that's, everybody gets a little overzealous. They get really excited. But I'd be lying if I didn't say that first Thursday night game. I don't already have the lion circled. Ah, I love it. Absolutely fantastic. Kelly, best of luck all season. We'll catch up soon. Uh, enjoy week zero of college football. I'm glad that it's like a little appetizer before the main event, Labor Day weekend. That way, you know, get through the wedding and all that stuff. And then the real college football and the NFL football waits, you know? I love that. At least you're not getting married during actual football Oh, season. we won't allow that. Come on. No honeymoon until February, Kelly. You know how this is. You got to lay the groundwork early. As a married woman, you know the deal. I know. I know. <laughs> Man after my own heart. There you go. Kelly in Vegas, thank you so much for the time. Appreciate it. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles. 
because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. All right. So before we hit Jeff Money, Stefan Anderson, our esteemed producer, was one of the many guests at the Jastrzemski Sanchez nuptials at the Swan Club. Uh, I can give you my perspective on what happened on August the 25th. Stefan, as someone who was a guest at this wedding, the floor is yours, sir. Your takeaways. Take it away. Uh, Jay, um, outside of my best friend's wedding that I was in and my sister's wedding that I attended in Jamaica, this is at the top of my list of weddings. Um, this this was the craziest. This, this was incredible. Like, the whole setup was very nice. Loved the whole thing, man. It was incredible. We get cocktail hours, Stefan, outside. And you know this because you worked with me all week. How stressed right. out was I about the weather and whether or not we were going to be able to have that cocktail hour outside? Dude, having that cocktail hour outside and then the after party outside after the fact, bro, that ch- game changer with the wedding, dude. Game changer. Absolutely. It's crazy. Like the weather really cleared up. It, it, it stopped raining as soon as you guys said I'd do it and kiss the bride. That's it, <laughs> like, so Timing and karma, baby. <laughs> exactly. And um, we're, we're selling the cocktail hour very short, JJ. The many, many pounds of lobster that was there, the taco bar, the fried rice bar, all the alcoholic bars, the smoke drink, the steak bar, the taco bar. Uh, I, I'm probably forgetting the, the calamari, the Italian spread. It, it, was, it was so much food, Jay. I was more upset. That's probably my one negative is that our uh, shuttle arrived late to our hotel, so we didn't get to cocktail hour till 6.30. So I was upset that I didn't get a chance to eat So you eat got an hour instead of an hour and a half. Listen. Yeah, man. I, here, here was one of the problems I ran into. When it's your own wedding, you don't have enough time to really focus on the food. Now, don't get me wrong, right. Stefan. Everyone told me, make sure you eat, make sure you eat. I told my photographer that. I was in my cocktail hour by 10 after 6. I had two mm-hmm. lobster tails. I had my pasta. I had my carving station. But there were definite, like, stations that I never even got a chance to go to, dude, because you're talking to so many damn people. And I felt the same way. I felt like I was catching up with so many people. Like, I met cats for the first time. So I'm seeing Makes and his wife. I'm seeing your dad. I'm seeing your mom. I'm seeing your sisters. I'm seeing Marash. I'm seeing Lou Gaga. I've seen all of the people that I spoke to all over the while. So, like, in between trying to eat, I'm meeting up with Sarudi. I'm meeting Raheem for the first time. Danny Heifetz is in the building. So, it's so many people to talk to that I didn't get the chance to eat all the food and my time was limited. But, man, what a spread, Jay. What a spread. Well, I appreciate that. Listen, uh, it had to be done. Uh, It will never be done again. Uh, I can guarantee that. (laughs) It was the wedding of the century for the Swan Club. uh, They're a great place. If you get married, go get married there. 
Uh, it's going to be tough to top our wedding. That's all I'm going to say. It's going to be tough to do. Uh, Stefan, by the way, had an outstanding performance on the dance floor. <laughs> when I mean Stefan, and so was I. Listen, I was out there all night. Jay I told Stefan I would be out there all night. Stefan, between dancing with my Greek now grandfather, <laughs> Caitlin's grandfather, yes. who is Papu. in his late 80s, dancing with Papuli. Stefan dancing with the band all night, bro. You were you were a rock star, bro. You t- you tore it down, you and Jasmine. <laughs> yes, it was a time, man. The band was rocking. I will say, I, I you gotta you gotta give me a little hip on some of the pop songs that I I didn't grow up as a black kid. I didn't grow up with a lot of this music, so you gotta give me hip to a lot of songs. But to see you guys reacting to all the music and your culture, like seeing everybody go crazy, the piano band at the end of the night, I was like, wow, this is like this is fun. But the the Greek dancing, Kate, shout out to Kate also, Kate. Was on the dance floor getting to but it. But she was too. bringing it. Listen, the bride oh, was yes. bringing it. Give her credit. She Absolutely. was bringing it. She did not disappoint. Absolutely. And yeah, the Greek dancing was fun. I got to learn the steps. Me and Jasmine are. are, are Hush, you got to learn the more, steps. You got to yeah, learn the steps. You probably look better doing it than I did. I had no idea what she, I was doing. They tried to teach me so what a lost cause that was. Come on. She's so determined to learn the steps. So by the next time we have another family function, Jay, I, we will have our Greek dancing in order. Eight steps to the front, four steps to the back. I will have it down pat by the next time you see us but man the, the band was fun down uh down below they 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 rocked out for a long time and I, what i did enjoy is that you guys left a lot of room for people to party and enjoy the night and it's not like bombarded with speeches and people taking over the mic the the all of the maids and honors your parents uh the best men they all went up with like very short speeches they got right to it and they left everybody time to just dance and party, do the booth, hit the bars. Me and shout out to Plavin. Me and Plavin taking shots. So shot o'clock Alex Plavin. Listen, that's yes. a guy who can throw him down. <laughs> uh, I will say this. One of my groomsmen who uh, is the great Bob Riggio went to Syracuse with me. Hands down takes the cake for being the most hammered at the wedding. I mean, you want to talk about a guy that was dancing with everybody. <laughs> That was a guy who was dancing with everybody. I mean, he was, yeah. he got his money's worth, you know? We we were yes. taking bets, Stefan, before the start of the wedding on which one of the groomsmen would be the most drunk. That was my choice, by the way. Shows it was a winning weekend for me. Winning yes. poker night before. How about that? Winning getting it. married. Nailing right. the groomsman who gets the most drunk. And oh, by the way, probably the most drunk person at the wedding. So good for Bob. Yes. See, he was responsible and lived it up. And speaking of bets, I got to talk to you about this. I didn't know you were putting me on the list. You put a little pressure on me as well, Jay. I didn't know I was I was voted first to hit the dance floor. So you put a little pressure on me. I had to well, go listen, show out for I you. I cannot take credit for that. The magazine, Kate's Families in Publishing, they decided to put a magazine together. Listen, it was beautiful. It's well done. It's a memento for life. It definitely caused uh, a little agita over the last couple of weeks. I'm not going to lie with some of the nonsense I had to deal with, but we got yes. it through. It looks fantastic. And I'm Listen, in all seriousness, I'm glad that we will have it now for the rest of our lives. Was it a pain yes. in the ass? Yes, it was a massive pain in the ass, but it looks fabulous and it's fantastic. But she was really the ringleader in a lot of those nominations. I contributed. I'm not sure if you were a pick or I was a pick. We'll have to see. Kate, actually, you could confirm. Was your pick Stefan to lead the dancing fourth? Oh, it was me. So it was me. So I put the pressure on you. <laughs> you put the pressure on me, but I delivered, man. Thank you. Thank you, guys, man. What a, what an amazing time, man. I wish you guys all the best, man. Bro, listen, we need a secondhand account. Stefan always bringing the heat, and he was bringing the heat on the dance floor. All right, before we say goodbye, money. 
Let's hear a pick for Monday. Take it away. What up, JJ? Jeff Money here with a handicapper. Picks will be for tomorrow, Monday the 28th, and for Thursday the 31st. Start out tomorrow on the 28th, Monday. We're going to go in baseball with the Cincinnati Reds, even money over the San Francisco Giants. And on Thursday the 31st, we've got a college football game. We're going to go with Utah, minus the six and a half over Florida. Again, two plays for tomorrow in baseball. We're going to take the Reds, even money. And on Thursday in college football, we're going with Utah, minus the six and a half. Let's see what you got on your end, JJ. And everyone can always follow all my daily plays on Twitter at Jeff Money. Okay, JJ, I'm out of here. Let's go. Let's go, Jeff Money. Yeah, we got to get through the next couple of weeks. Um, but then we have college football this coming weekend. How great is that going to be? I'm going to have to throw in college football bets for Thursday, for Saturday. And then Sunday, there's a Sunday. How about this standalone game on Sunday night? And this is why I'm thinking about going to a certain compound. LSU, Florida State. Woo! Spicy. Spoiler alert. I like the Seminoles. Seminoles, two and a half. Mmm. Mmm. I like it. Great job by Stefan. We'll be back on Thursday. Once Thursday hits, we're one week away from the football season. And hallelujah for that. Fun breaking down a wedding. Hopefully we gave you a good inside look. And the madness of football season in 2023. Buckle up. It's coming soon. JJ out. Be good, everybody. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or... Visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-NOW within Indiana. 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas. 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 1-800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York.